Bush and Richie here, back with another podcast. Back with the Renegade Master. I thought that's what you were about to say. <laughs> it felt a bit like that, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> back with another podcast. Boom. Can you tell we're both quite tired we've had a hell of a lot of coffee between us? I feel that we, if we were babies, uh, parents would look at us and go, they're overtired. Overtired. And we'll be a nightmare to get off to sleep tonight. And if you didn't, like, put us down for a sleep within the next half an hour, we'd just fall asleep playing with our toys. <laughs> In front of the telly. I would love to be of an age where actually you just fall asleep playing with toys. Wouldn't that be great? Do you know, and the thing with babies as well, if you're a baby listener, you don't realise how good you've got it. <laughs> Imagine being encouraged and uh, given like a, a pat on the back and, and celebrated for just having a nap at some point during the day. Yeah. If I have a nap, I'd s- sneak off for a nap, I get in loads of trouble in our house. The other thing that's great about babies, and I speak... Um, I speak specifically about the last 12 hours of my life, Mm -hmm. is you just get such joy out of things that in life as an adult are so mundane. Yep. The fun Rocco had while I was hanging out washing today. They love it, don't they? I'd love to enjoy that as a task. There's no fun in it at all. Do you know what? I think pegs in particular, because my daughter loves pegs. There's something about pegs. And my eldest daughter, when she was little, she used to love pegs as well. Who'd have thought boring old pegs? Kids love them. Uh, they should sell them as toys. They should do, shouldn't they? Toy pegs. Hey, we're in the wrong game. Uh, look, uh, there you are, that's all free. Peg um, toys. <laughs> this is even ahead of the podcast. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Hometime on a Tuesday night, Bush and Richie here with you for the next few hours. Let's just see how things pan out. <laughs> that's probably best. Let's see what uh, happens. We're both in the right place at the right time, at least I think we are, but it doesn't always work out like that in life. Ask the Swiss Red Arrows, uh, who over the weekend turned up at the wrong event. Mm. Uh, They'd been booked to perform at a 100th anniversary of the death of the first person to fly over the Alps in both directions. Okay, interesting. It's quite niche. It's it's quite a niche event. Niche booking, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly, but uh, they were all turning up for it and everyone was looking forward to a great time. Unfortunately... Turns out they've got quite old planes, right. the Swiss Red Arrows, and they don't have the old GPS system. So it's all done by sight. And well, like looking out the window. <laughs> like looking out the window. Wow. The lead pilot saw a big marquee in the distance and was like, that's where we're going. Right. And they, they, they went over that and did their big fly pass, their big display <laughs> for 15 minutes over the top of the 31st Northwest Yodeling Festival. You are kidding me. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. The, the, the yodeling guys must have thought, we've really hit it big time now. <laughs> Starting to get some traction, guys. Look, it's the Red Arrow. <laughs> but I'm imagining if you are yodeling, it's quite difficult to do this wonderfully historic alpine art yeah. with like... These are just going over the top for 15 minutes. It's interesting you should talk about the Red Arrows on their way to something because I used to live in Brixham in Devon on a hill in Brixham and the Red Arrows used to go over our house to get to like a display somewhere else in Devon. Yeah. They used to go so low and so loud. Like my, me and my parents used to like hit the deck. It's like an amazing the flight tower. sight. Amazing sight. So the poor little yodeler guys there in their lederhosen. You have to feel for them. In a flapping around marquee or whatever, exposed. At, and equally, spare a moment for the people celebrating the 100th anniversary of the death of Oscar Bieder, yeah. the first person to fly over the Alps in both directions, looking at their clocks, thinking they're normally pretty good, the Swiss Red Arrows, where are they? The Bieder family must have been absolutely fuming, <laughs> yeah. but very un-Swiss. You know, I mean, it's not like a national stereotype. They've backed it up with brilliant trains and that. That's very un-Swiss of them, isn't it? Clockwork, normally. Exactly. Absolute Radio. They are 
asked for a podcast, we told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I tell you what, if you were lucky enough to be at that one particular yodeling festival, <laughs> people are going to look back on the 2019 yodeling festival and think it was really, really good, really on point. Did they perform a Swiss roll is the uh, first piece of communication right. that we've had. Come on, let's not it's have this very today. Good. It's very good. Don't do this to us today. <laughs> uh, we've asked for your texts, your tweets about the times that you turned up the wrong time, wrong place. First one that's coming through says, guys, I turned up an interview a week early and it gets worse. They've hit send. The second one hasn't come through yet. Oh, my word. This is like a cliffhanger at the end of EastEnders <laughs> or something, isn't it? What's going to happen? So don't know what the reply to that one is just yet. But I think we're after these things where, and you hear them a bit sometimes, where people go to the airport and there's nowhere near the day they're supposed to be flying, yep. etc. Kirsty says, went on a holiday to Greece with my mum a few years ago. We found a really little church, pretty church, walked in there, wanted to take some pictures. Someone's funeral was on. Oh, my word. Wrong place, wrong time. Very much so. And then some. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Guys, when I was at junior school, we were due to go on holiday in term time to Italy, flying out on Sunday. Naughty. Told all my school friends. Got to the airport, it was surprisingly quiet. We got to the departure's desk only to find out our flight went the day before. <sighs> I was so embarrassed as my parents made me go back to school on the Monday morning. I bet the staff of the school absolutely <laughs> loved that. Swings That's around Andrew and Ashford, I like Skinny it. Skinny says we went to the O2 to see Muse, stayed in the bar as we weren't too fussed about seeing the support bands, but we went to go in and only to be told that Michael Bublé was playing and we're at the wrong venue. Ouch. A slight twist, mm -hmm. right event, but the wrong time. Okay. When I went to a wedding, one of my friend's weddings, been invited to it, but I had misread the invite. Uh-oh. I'd read it that we were invited to the reception. We weren't. Uh, so I went to the church service and everything, got to the reception, started having the old, you know, free on arrival Proseccos and all that kind of thing, and then went to go and put down the present that we had bought. Mm-hmm. And Natalie goes in to try and find our place on the whole um, seating plan. Yeah. Comes back out like, there's a problem, big problem, we're not invited. Oh. I'm like, of course we're invited, don't be stupid. Why? <laughs> we're not on the table plan. So I go in and check, we're definitely not on the table plan. So then you have to remove yourself from a wedding reception yeah, yeah. without anyone noticing that you've turned up and you shouldn't have been there. Because it's quite a bone of contention, isn't it, The whether you're invited to the evening bit or the main daytime folk, and you didn't make the daytime cut, you were the evening lot, but you gate-crashed it. Yeah, and had bought a present. I don't think I'd have bought a present <laughs> if I was just evening do only. Oh, I'm cringing even thinking about <laughs> That's it. That's terrible. They will have noticed that as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> right location, not necessarily the right time. If you have anything on this, let us know, 8 12, 15. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio. They should do one called Your Mum. <laughs> oh, a little bit at the end as well. Uh, it's just gone half four. Don't forget, you can win your way to go and see Liam Gallagher live thanks to 10 weeks of tickets on this here show after half five. After half five, that is the right time. Make sure you're in the right place for it. Sometimes it doesn't go like that. The Swiss Red Arrow. Wrong place, wrong time over the weekend. Yodeling festival. They thought it was where they were meant to be. They hadn't booked them. Did a big display over them. Ruined the yodeling festival. Some of the stuff coming in is unbelievable. Hi Butch and Ricky. My mate Mark bought tickets to War of the Worlds live in Brighton. He drove down from Buckinghamshire and when he got there he was a year early. Now you see, I have bought tickets for <laughs> Sir Elton John and the O2 
I think it is still over a year away. It's madness. I am the kind of person that is liable to turn up at the O2 <laughs> a year early. Well, after your earlier story, you'd probably be uh, trying to get into the VIP bit that you weren't invited to. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. That's true. Uh, Colin is hanging on, who actually does have a very showbiz uh, wrong time, wrong place. Colin, tell us what happened. Uh, so this involves ITV Studios. Um, having uh, sent the uh, response in and called in to, to the chase mm-hmm. uh, to see if I could get on, I was put through a, an audio uh, audition uh, over the phone and it all went well and I was invited down to ITV Studios. Fantastic. Brilliant. The audition. Um, but I arrived one day early wow. um, and was greeted by a doorman who suggested that I probably wasn't at the right place at the right time. Madman, show fan, madman. <laughs> Trying to get in day early. <laughs> oh, no, did that ruin your chances of then coming back the next day to try and ace it and get on the show? Well, I went back the next day and um, they must have had pity on me because they got me on the show. Hey. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. And Colin, how much did you win? No, I didn't win, unfortunately. Oh. Um, I, I did get 6,000 in the cash build around, which, you know, that's where I now judge... Uh, the intelligence level of all other entrants. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the insider stuff. Hey, I tell you what though, he's he's mucked up, gone a day early. They've got him through. Yeah, try that for an interview. If you've got an interview coming up, go a day early. <laughs> think of Colin. Call time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, spread the cost of the latest phones with flexible contracts that lower your monthly bill. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. No name attached to this text, but it's great. Was watching one of these late night quiz programmers when you phone in and realise knew the answer so phone them up. Got put through to the studio where the presenter asked the answer and proudly said worms only to realise that the TV had been paused uh, 15 minutes behind the live show oh, no. and they were <laughs> asking a completely different question. Dearie me. Tell him to stay well away from Babe Station. Uh, brilliant. He'd do his nut there, wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with the show 0330123 and We've got Lee on the line who has had a nightmare situation a bit like this. What is your wrong place, wrong time situation, Lee? Uh, I got offered four free tickets to watch an England friendly a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, invited three of my friends, picked them up. Yeah. Drove down from Bristol down to Southampton. Right. Wondered why the traffic was rather light, thinking uh, we'd be stuck in a jam as well. Yeah. Got there, no football. And then I learned my football knowledge expanded when I found out the stadium of light was in Sunderland. <laughs> oh, no. So this was the year that England were playing their uh, games in different stadiums all the time. Why did you think the Stadium yeah. of Light was in, in Southampton to start with? <laughs> because my football knowledge is rubbish. <laughs> I jumped the gun. I thought I knew what I was talking about. So, Lee, uh, what did you do that evening then? Did you find a pub and watch the game and like see if you could see your four <laughs> tickets empty on the telly? No, my friends wanted to go home and nobody really talked to me for the journey back. Oh, Lee. Oh, Lee, I'm so sorry. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Race Lights Golden Touch closes the no-repeat guarantee for Tuesday afternoon. Absolute Radio, it's home time with Bush and Richie. We've got the Absolute Radio 90s on the way after five with some Pulps, some Radiohead, Lenny Kravitz as well. As we round up your stories as well of being in the wrong Wrong time at the wrong place. I've got one on this from my childhood, which is kind of uh, wrong place, right time. 
Okay. So, uh, and, and once we've never forgiven our dad for this, God bless him, Nigel. But um, we obviously big Everton fans, me and my brother and my dad. And my dad's mate at work or someone had pulled a few strings at Goodison Park. We were there for a game anyway. And he'd managed to uh, get us a tour around the Everton trophy cabinet. <laughs> Before anyone starts taking the mic. <laughs> This is in the early 80s, so you're talking Peter Reid, Kevin Sheedy and all yeah, that, yeah. back when we used to win stuff. So there was stuff in it. There was stuff in it at that point. So very excited about it. Literally, was, we were buzzing with excitement, me and my brother and everything like that. Stood at one of these particular gates outside Goodison Park, waited and waited. We think, oh, the bloke will be here in a second. Waited and waited and waited. Uh, and to the point where it was like 15 minutes until the match started, so we had to like give up and go and find our seats. Yeah. Me and my brother, inconsolable, found out afterwards, and this is in the era before mobile phones be there in a minute, etc. Uh, it turned out we were queuing at the wrong gate, because my dad remembered the wrong gate number. Nightmare. And you right never time, saw that trophy. Never been and had a look around the Everson trophy cabinet, which I imagine you'd have to wear sunglasses in there because it's so shimmery. <laughs> Why don't you go now? Gonna have, I will. I'll try and sort it out at some point. Let's just leave it a couple of years until the rebuilding project is complete. Thank you for that. I feel like I've just turned up at Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie i keep making the same mistake i just want to ask anyone right now does anyone else have a problem with the phonetic alphabet you know the phonetic alphabet i do yes is that the right way of saying it phonetic i believe so i should just leave it alone i'm not a policeman i'm not in the army i'm not trained in military strategy why do i even get sucked into even giving it a go anyone else have the same scenario where you've got to spell your surname like my full surname is Bushenfeld, yeah, yep. so I'm always having to spell it out. Or my, my postcode or whatever. So I always start off by trying to do phonetic alphabet. So I'll go like, say my postcode, SS9, I'll do Sierra, Sierra 9, then I've got to get into the latter part of my postcode, and then suddenly the phonetic alphabet just disappears from view, and then you end up having a name, really inane things that you can see. <laughs> like banana for B or something like that, or cat for C, if you just see it. And then the person you're on the phone to just loses all respect to you, for you. I don't know why, why do I keep doing this? I think you're pretty You've, you've first off, if you're SS9, yeah. you've got it stacked against you in that you've only got one letter. So you can easily remember your Sierra. But the other part of my postcode, I won't say the number, but no. it's two of the same letters again. So I've had, I've said before, my dad's name's Nigel. I've just said Nigel, Nigel. <laughs> and they're like, what? Oh, so I don't know what it is in the phonetic alphabet. Uh, do you know what I think the problem might be? I think the phonetic alphabet, when you look at it, it's out of touch. It's words that we don't use anymore. Well, in fairness, Ford haven't made the Sierra for a very long time. Exactly. I don't even know what a Sierra is. What is a Sierra? Uh, well, it was an old car, wasn't it? But surely that's not what it's named after, is it? I don't, I don't know. What came first? Sierra is an item that they then named a car I, after? I, uh, other than a Ford Sierra off of the 80s, I genuinely would not know what one was. This is it. It's out of touch, phonetic alphabet, completely out of touch. I think NATO use it and stuff as well. I believe it. it I, I think it belongs to them. I think it is the NATO phonetic alphabet. Well, look, if you work for NATO and you're listening, you're part of the NATO organisation, it's time for an update. I mean, just some of them are ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so you've got a Foxtrot for F, uh, Juliet for J. Old school name, no offence, any Juliet's <laughs> listening. It's all a bit Juliet Bravo. Lima for L. For some bizarre reason, they've gone with the capital of Peru. In the office beforehand, we were trying to work out what W is. Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. They always lose that one just at the moment when you're trying to do anything on the phone. V is Victor. It's another old name. See, I couldn't even think of that one either. We need an up-to-date one. I reckon tonight on this show, we come up with a home-time phonetic alphabet for 2019. I think it's a great idea. An alphabet that is, I don't know, more akin and more uh, at home in the modern era, not these stuffy old words from like between the wars that we seem to have at the moment. 
taking your suggestions now. If you go to our Facebook page, it was just a consultation. Anything, for example, someone suggested that L could be Love Island. It's 2019. <laughs> Let us know. We can text 81215. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Lenny Kravitz. It ain't over till it's over. It's home time. Those are the Absolute Radio 90s. It's Bush and Richie. We're heading to the 80s uh, for the specials next. Uh, we're also heading towards updating the phonetic alphabet for 2019. Have you ever tried to use it on the phone? When you're like doing something, you've got to fill in a form. You get halfway there and then you can't remember all the rest of it is and start pulling in really embarrassing words of stuff you've just seen. For example, Becky's just tweeted saying, Hi guys, I use the phonetic alphabet daily at work. I was on the phone to a customer earlier and they said sugar for S and it killed me to repeat it back incorrectly. See, that is proof that you totally. are onto something here. A clarification actually, obviously S is Sierra. Oh yeah. Uh, we were wondering what Sierra meant. Um, it appears that Ford weren't first uh, with the Ford Sierra because uh, Sierra, I didn't know this, is Spanish for mountain range. I had absolutely no idea. You but, learn a new thing every day. But then it does make me question Ford because the Sierra was barely... It wasn't really a 4x4, four four, was it? So. No. Well, this, this is it. Well, I think everything needs updating. Uh, although Shona's nappy, she's texted to say, guys, why should the services change their practices because you civvies can't use it properly? <laughs> All right, well, maybe our civvies will have our own phonetic alphabet. Which is what the home time phonetic alphabet yes. is going to be. Simon from Oxford gets us underway. A for ASBO. Perfect. Uh, Andrew is putting forward, if it's for 2019, B for Brexit and Could, we're away. Absolutely. Couldn't be any better than that. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, we're just trying to update the phonetic alphabet. It's stuffy, it's old, it's out of touch. We want words from A all the way to Z, which are more 2019. We need your help with it. Uh, Brad Simpson is uh, putting forward Netflix for N. That's very good. Netflix uh, and chill. It beats November. Yeah, I mean, is that the one that's on the phonetic alphabet? It is, yeah. Why, it's out of touch. Why should a month get a letter? It's waste, unless you're going to do, like, you know, months with all the other layers of exactly. the months. Exactly. It's inconsistent at best. Craig says F for Famalam. <laughs> Go with that. Uh, Ronks uh, says, I suggested unicorn to a manager on an important phone call when they struggled with you. They weren't impressed and I had to get off the call. Uh, da- <laughs> Danielle says, if this is for 2019, you got to have V for vegan. Yes, very much so. Uh, and then Ben says, Guys, I think we should mess with people a little. May I suggest G for knocky and K for knife? We should do that. And in particular, Chris says Q for cucumber, just to wind people up a little bit. Stacey's gone for N for nom nom and H for holly bobs. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll be collating these and adding them to like a full list that we'll probably present to you tomorrow. Uh, and this one's very modern. This is very 2019. Dan Palmer has tweeted to say D for delete your account. Absolute radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. E for electronic. Get the yeah. message, see what I've done there. Stick it on the home time phonetic alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bush and Richie, it's home time, it's Absolute Radio, Tuesday night. In all seriousness, no, we are actually updating the phonetic alphabet. Uh, the, the one that NATO and the armed services and the police have been using, it's stuffy, it's old-fashioned, we're sick of the old uh, whiskey, Victor, Foxtrot nonsense. And we're trying to come up with one that's got more words that would be like, more at home in 2019. Can you help us? Dan's got in touch, says Elfa Leather. That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> just... Initially, I didn't get it, but now I get it. <laughs> it's one of the best we have had through. It's going straight into the document. As an, and a kind of an element of some people wanting to watch the world burn with this, and I quite like it. Andy and Farham says, what about Jeff for G and Jeff for J? <laughs> 
I love that. So okay. if, you, if you were saying two different, you know, letters in a, in in a word, you'd have Jeff for both of them. And the great thing is, J, uh, G and J, so close in the alphabet. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. So it would be up to them to try and work out what you're talking about. This is taking shape. We have A for Asper, B for Brexit, F for Famalam. That's in there. G for Jeff, J for Jeff. Uh, <laughs> for Jeff K time. for knife, L for leather, N for Netflix and V for vegan. They are confirmed so far. Uh, a bit of trolling going on. Joe Turner says A is for Arc, M is for Madrid, O is for Origi, C is for Crossbar. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> and <laughs> actually, let's just leave it at that. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Mobile. Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth double at Tesco Mobile, so use them to lower your monthly phone bill. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Meanwhile, 10 weeks of tickets continues. All this week, we're giving away tickets to see Liam Gallagher live at the Birmingham Arena. All you need to do to take part in our game to play Who Claims Wins is get in touch. And let's speak to our first contestant, who's Will. Willie, where are you calling from, Will? I'm in South London. How are you doing? Are you where? Southampton, I'm hoping. Is South that right? South East London. South East London. Have you had a good day so far, Will? Very good, thanks. Yeah, you? You feeling lucky? Yes. Where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. Get that put on a T-shirt, Will, and he sounds like he's up for it. Let's go to the other contestant. Who is Amy? How's it going, Amy? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Have you had a good day? Will's very confident. Have you had a good day? Yeah, he's more confident than I have. I've had a bad day, so I'm hoping it's going to get better. Oh, Amy, what's happened? What's been going on? Oh, it's just work, standard uh, life of the working person, I think. Right, it's like oh, Amy. Work's just doing your head in, is it, Amy? Yeah, exactly. Well, <sighs> do you know what? It's, it, it could all turn around within the next 90 seconds. Big time. See what happens. I've just realised I forgot what my catchphrase was that I invented yesterday. Oh, yeah, what was that? <laughs> it's literally gone, and I'm gutted. If and you're like me, you've got <laughs> small parts of your brain dedicated <laughs> to certain things. I think you've just taped over it with where there's a will, there's oh, a way. It was such a good one as well, and I have. I've taped over it with, with, the, with the will gag. It's all right. Oh, well. It'll come back to you. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> right, here we go. Right, random topic. It's got many possible answers. I'm literally crestfallen. <laughs> it was such a good catchphrase. Roy Walker would be so proud of it. That's why I'm not Roy Walker, isn't it? Probably not. Will you... Uh, right, here we go. Will, you've got to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. Amy, you will have the opportunity to claim if you think you could name more or less than Will. Whoever thinks they could claim more will have 30 seconds to do just that. If they manage it, they win the tickets. If they don't, they lose the tickets. That's where I had the catchphrase. It was that point yesterday. It was at this point yesterday. Oh, well. Right, let's play. Who claims wins? So, Will, how many Matt Damon films from 2003 to 2017 do you think you can name in 30 seconds and we're looking for any feature film released in UK cinemas where Matt is credited six six straight in there six wow straight in Amy do you think you can name more than six or do you want to challenge Will I'm going to go with eight wow straight in there very confident people here Uh, Will do you reckon you can manage more than eight or are you going to challenge Amy to name the eight I'm going to attempt nine. Uh, Amy, it's back with you. Can you do more, or do you want to challenge Will with his nine? Um, I'm going to say ten. Ten? Wow. Will, back with you. <laughs> Name well, more than she, ten, or challenge Amy? Good luck. She can do them. Good luck. Amy, 30 seconds, ten films, go. OK. I'm going to say The Born Ultimatum, The Born Supremacy, The Departed, The Talented Mr Ripley... The Born Identity, The Martian, uh, Jason Bourne, Goodwill Hunting, 
downsizing. Uh, oh, the one where they do the aeroplanes, I can't remember what that's called. <laughs> uh, the Great Wall. Uh... Time is Ooh. up. Stop the clock. Lot of films named there. Were they all Matt Damon? How many were they? Our judge is furiously writing. You feeling confident about that, Amy? Uh, not as confident as I felt when I said ten. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you can just kind of get carried away in the moment. This is the thing. Is it going to be tickets to go go or is it tickets to no no? It's tickets to no no. I'm so sorry. You got seven, Amy. Seven oh. correct done in the uh, thirty seconds, which means Will. Congratulations. You're off to see Liam Gallagher. Thank you very much. He's a man of few words, but I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> Good lads. Uh, off to see Liam Gallagher live. Commiserations, Amy. More opportunities to play Who Claims Wins tomorrow to see Liam Gallagher live in Birmingham. If you'd like to be that person, call us now, 0330 123 1215. Five minutes to do so, so that's until 5.55. Sing Hosanna, we found the catchword. <laughs> Phrase. Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Now, do you remember yesterday's show? Uh, I told you about the discovery of the Ware Coyote. Uh, this is a coyote that has turned up in my back garden uh, and has started urinating, scorching burn marks into my freshly laid turf from the back end of spring. This is the ultimate thing for me, is that whatever this beast turns out to be, its wee actually burns grass off. I know. Isn't that unbelievable? Well, not when you're looking out of your bedroom window and you see it first thing and you've been curating a lawn for months and months. I know it's really it's ruined your lawn, hasn't it? Yeah, and... Uh, uh, we were after your help yesterday to try and uh, establish what this what this animal was that was doing it. Google told me it was a coyote. wasn't necessarily the first animal that came to mind. Uh, but that's why we've got someone from Chessington Zoo on the phone in the next 10 minutes or so to tell us a little bit about, uh, about the coyote and uh, what's going on there. Specialist. But since then, you've been getting in touch. Podcast listeners catching up on the show yesterday, uh, trying to help. And Paul is one of those. He's on the line to speak to us right now. Uh, Paul, explain to us how you can help me. Well, basically, um, we've got chickens, so we've got to protect our own property. Yeah. And um, um, someone told me, whoever the pro winded me up, um, I peed on my boundary. Me, I saved a couple of days' worth up in a bucket and poured the bucket rather than just stood on the end of the plant, edge of the fence line. And um, oh. we haven't seen anything for, for a while. Brilliant. All your neighbours have moved out, though. <laughs> uh, on, a hot, on a hot sunny day, well, you may sort of get a bit of an aroma. So, uh, in all seriousness, Paul, do you get an aroma on a hot sunny day? Because that's the kind of question my wife will ask when I go home with this uh, intel. My, my garden is quite long, so where we sit down for a barbecue and a balcony out of, um, at the end, um, it's quite close to the house. So, that, so the, the smelly area is far enough away not to worry about. Okay. The problem is, though, right? Richie obviously wants to be his lawn to go back to normal. You don't want to kind of trade one problem for a different one. The, the, your entire lawn back garden smells of your own urine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's just, Paul, is it just one application and the foxes stayed away? <laughs> well, so I, did a, I did a small amount of bucket, put it along the boundary, and we haven't seen any, and we haven't lost any chickens because of it. One last question. You said you did a few days' worth, right? What did you do with the bucket in the meantime between day one and day two? Um, I just left it down into the garden. Brilliant. Obviously, I did fill it up. 
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Ollie G has tweeted in to say, mate, he's at it again. How is Richie Firth pronouncing Coyote? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Just a little taster of some of the stuff we get in during this show. <laughs> How are you um, saying it? Coyote. Unbelievable. C-O-Y, Coy, B-O-Y. What is B-O-Y? How would you pronounce the word B-O-Y? Boy. But yeah, so it wouldn't be a, it's a boy OT, coyote. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> anyway. It's not how it works. Well look <laughs> <laughs> when we speak to this Ollie fella from Chess into World of Adventures, where they've got the zoo there as well. They do indeed. Uh, when we speak to him, uh, we, maybe we can speak about pronunciations. Dare we Dare we ask him about the intel that Paul gave us about four minutes ago about well, we, the uh, marking the boundary, shall we say? We've had an, an incredible load of stuff come into the show over the past 24 hours, whether it's uh, you walking around and weeing, mm. buying the poo of another big cat, yeah, or the what was the one with the, the in the tights? Going and, to the barbers and uh, putting a load of cut human hair in tights, sawn off tights. Well, let's see what the expert says, but yeah. man, if one of them works, <laughs> could be interesting. Home time with Bush and Richie. Club card vouchers are now worth double at Tesco Mobile, so use them to lower your monthly phone bill. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. It's nearly half six, that's the stereophonics. So, the Ware Coyote has been scorching my back garden. Is it Coyote? You're, do you know what the problem is with this? Is that you're stopping me from being able to say it properly now because I feel like you're in my head with it. Coyote. <laughs> Not coyote. You say it like koi carp and it winds me up. <laughs> yeah, but that's not how koi carp is spelled, is this it? This is not the time or the place. We have an expert waiting. Uh, how do you pronounce Toy Story? Toy Story. How's Toy spelled? T-O-Y. Look, I'm not doing yeah, anyway. it. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, let's move away from pronunciations. Let's find out what is this thing in my back garden and how do I stop it? Uh, Ollie on the phone from uh, Chessington World of Adventures Resort. They have, obviously, the animals there as well. Uh, Ollie, explain to us what is your title, what do you do there? I'm the animal supervisor uh, here at Chessington Zoo, so um, I work on a number of carnivores and primate species as well. Wow, and what did you do at, like, school, street university to be doing an ace job like this, Ollie? What was the, what was so, the in? Yeah, it was a degree in animal management, so everything from your pets that you'd have at home, your rabbits, wow. um, your pet dogs and cats, right the way up to your, your more exciting animals, your exotic animals, um, your lions, tigers, gorillas, that kind of thing. Well, obviously you are dealing with some very exotic animals at Chessington, but you mentioned about home animals, and that's where I'd like to take you, uh, to my back garden. Uh, the lawn... not an offer, he's just <laughs> setting the scene. <laughs> Uh, the lawn has been uh, laid and has been my pride and joy since late spring and then over the weekend a great big circular scorch mark appears in the middle of it. Google has told me that it's a coyote that has done it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's a coyote because it would be quite lost. I mean, they, they naturally come from North America. It's not certainly not that you'd want to keep. Um, it's got some quite sharp teeth in it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Um, okay, I've right. got a few other ideas of what actually may have caused the lawn burn. Detective Ollie, then, with a different yeah. hat on. Go for it. So, have you got local pets in the area? Have you had a, a dog, a friend of a dog, come round recently? We haven't had a dog come round. I have been feeding next-door neighbours cats, but I don't believe that they would do that to my garden because they get on with me. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like nice guys. Well, you will sometimes find is in, in domestic pets, 
if they're actually in season, the chemical makeup of the urine can be a little bit different and that can burn your lawn. Ollie, on our journey to try and work out what it is that has been doing this to Richie's lawn, we've had a lot of suggestions for things that Richie could put in the back garden to ward off yeah. other animals. So uh, lion poo has been touted around. Is that a thing that can actually fend off weird animals coming into your back garden? Yeah, we often get people coming to the zoo and asking for lion poo. Firstly, I've worked with big cats for about nine years. It's still a smell that, honestly, is, is putrid. I wouldn't certainly want to spread it around my garden. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. What does it smell like? Can you describe the smell of lion poo for our listeners? Very toxic, very meaty. Um, <laughs> really not very nice. Um, <laughs> Morning after a load of Guinness. Guinness <laughs> and maybe a curry. What about if I mixed up the lion poo with some hair from a barber shop? Yeah, human hair. Yeah, they don't have the scent of it. Um, so you can go, you can hang it on tights in your in your garden. You get some net tights. You hang human hair inside the tights on your fence post. That that will ward them off. But another one is you get the male of the household to actually go to the, for, for a wee in your garden. That will also help as well. Oh my god! So all this stuff we've been scoffing, the absolute radio listeners have been suggesting. It's all true. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, yeah, you've been fan. Sure you head out when the lights are lights are off outside. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So we are very, very excited. This seemed like a little idea that we had was ages and ages away, but now it's just around the corner. So Richie and I were a little bit sad because we felt that we were never going to play five-a-side football ever again. That was un- us done and dusted because life and work and kids has got in the way. And uh, I happened to be playing badminton, as you do, at a leisure centre. I noticed there was some blokes playing lunchtime football, 30-minute game, sneaking in a bit of sport. So this has given us the impetus to book a leisure centre for next week and we're putting on an early doors five-a-side game. Because we realised that early doors is really the only time left that a lot of us have to play football. So it's an 8am weekday 8am game of five-a-side football. It's revolutionary. Revolutionary they're opening up the actual pitch specifically for us. We've had a look at the pitch as well. It looks mint. It does indeed. Top draw and already thank you by the way to all the people who've got in touch to uh, volunteer for being able to play and basically we are specifically looking for people who probably can't play anymore because of life stuff. Uh, There are going to be two teams, one captained by Bush, one by myself. Bushier Dortmund taking on Railway uh, Madrid. Fantastic. The kits are arriving in the next 12 to 24 hours and we'll be unveiling them at some point this week on the show as well. And we'll meet another one of our players in the next 10 minutes. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So on a Wednesday morning, in mm. just over a week's time, it's our early doors game of five-a-side football, resurrecting careers of those who have had to give up uh, their five-a-side and hang up their boots. Uh, we just want to say at this point, we're not going to confirm nor deny any rumours that some uh, scouts are going to be coming down from some of the Premier League clubs. You know what I mean? Oh, no. It might might happen. I know apparently Arsenal sending some people down there, Everton or whatever as well, but we might end up having to play behind closed doors. Hey, look, Petr Cech's retired now. Well, there's there's an opportunity. (laughs) There's an opportunity. Uh, So, look, joining us on the day is uh, Reese who's on the phone. Uh, Reese, are you still playing football, fella? No, I sort of of retired-ish a a long, long time ago. I do a bit of coaching for kids and that, but me... my boots are sort of more or less hung up now. Um, What what made you hang up the boots in the end? Was it life, work... Age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reese. Oh, man. How old are you, Reese? You don't mind us asking? 48. 
That's not a time to hang things up. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you've still got, still got life left in you. Yeah, what, what, what's your main injuries and aches you got going on, Reese? Uh, cruciate ligaments on my knees. Oh, that ain't going to help. No. <laughs> well, he's he probably good at free kicks now, but don't ask him to bend down and pick his mobile phone up because <laughs> yeah. he'll never get up again. <laughs> no. But no, it's good to have you on board. Is there any sentimental kind of thing to do with this game? Surely this may, might maybe launch the, the rest of your football playing career, do you think? Oh, I can't see that happening. Not now. Not, well, maybe for walking football. <laughs> so you're really selling yourself, Reese. It it's important for people to realise that at this stage, obviously, we're going to see you there, but there's going to be some kind of draft that is going to go on next week, just ahead of the game. So at the moment, Bush and I, we don't know whether you're going to be on um, uh, Bushy Dortmund or uh, Railway Madrid. Well so done. you don't, you, we don't know which side you're going to be on yet. I don't want to turn this into the voice, but is there any particular judge whose team you would prefer to be on, Reese? <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't mind sticking one past Richie. Right, OK. A bit of a know-it-all, isn't he? <laughs> OK, that's... Sticking one past Richie. How's your cruise ship? <laughs> Watch out, it could go again, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, good to have you on board. You're on the squad. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So that's the end of the podcast. Still trying to come up with a, a, a catchy name for our peg-based toys for kids. Um, peg Friends. Peg Friends. Uh, yeah, that's great. That could even be uh, a children's TV show. Peg Friends. Peg Friends. Um, Did you get... What was that noise then? The microphone, I think. OK, that's fine. Peg Peg. Peggy, peg Peg and the Peg Pegs. <laughs> Let's stop this right now. Overtired. Overtired. End of podcast. It's the podcast.